0: The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast, where your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Wednesday, the 15th of August. A tragic bridge collapse in Italy. We update you on the NEG, the N-E-G, superannuation under the spotlight at the Banking Royal Commission, and Melbourne has been bumped as the world's most livable city. This is your Squeeze Today. Claire, first up in the squeeze today, a bridge has collapsed in Italy, killing a number of people. Uh, Looks like at least
1: 35. And actually, what's happened is uh, a highway bridge that links central Genoa um, in northwest Italy uh, to um, the coast and to the airport has collapsed about an 80 metre stretch. Uh, un- very, very unreassuringly, the mayor says that the occurrence wasn't entirely unexpected. It's apparently a bridge that has an unusual design and it's been undergoing maintenance for quite some time. It's more than 50 years old. The Prime Minister's there, uh, lots of government support, and um, yeah, heavy rain. It looks like it's even possible, one eyewitness says, that the bridge was struck by thunder uh, before coming down so there will be a lot of investigation on that
0: and in london claire a man has driven a car into pedestrians in westminster
1: That's what he's been accused of. Uh, Counter-terror authorities have certainly arrested him with uh, terrorism-related charges and very luckily no one was killed. Two Mm. people were sent to hospital uh, but they've been released with minor injuries. But they're certainly um, saying that given it was um, looks like a a deliberate attack um, using a car, which you would remember happened a couple of times in London last year, Um, and also because... Um, of the iconic location, Uh, they're definitely um, looking into it as a terror incident.
0: Yeah, an all-too-familiar scene for Londoners. Uh, Back to Australia, it's our daily update on the Neg. It was a win for Team Turnbull yesterday, they are saying. Yeah, well, they got
1: the result that they really thought they were going to get, which is that the majority of the coalition party room supported the plan. But what's become a bit more clear is that there's a group of backbench MPs, including Tony Abbott, um, former Deputy Prime Minister Barnaby Joyce and a handful of others who could potentially cross the floor when the legislation comes into the Parliament, and what that means, given uh, the government only has a majority of one seat, they will need the support of the Labour Party to get the legislation through, and that 's just the first step after that uh, legislation also needs to pass the state and territory parliaments and As you know, some of those parliaments are Labor-dominated as well, so there's lots of games there. And then there's also a bit of a rush on because Victoria goes to an election on the 24th of November and they go into caretaker mode uh, in late October, so they don't have a lot of wriggle room to play with if they want to get it through this year.
0: Uh, The Royal Commission yesterday turned its attention to superannuation. What's happening there? couple of things really stood out. One was the
1: CEO of Host Plus, which is a superannuation fund, uh, was talking about the sort of money that they spend on corporate hospitality. And he really put up a case that it's something that he does very reluctantly. Um, although that didn't um, come across particularly well given they spent certainly more than a quarter of a million dollars on whining and dining chief executives at the Aussie Open last year. So very reluctant, but gee, what a what a nice chore to have to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other thing that came through is Colonial First State, which is a wealth management arm of the Commonwealth Bank. Uh, They were also on the back foot. There was a piece of legislation that required the super funds to move uh, high fee um, clients over to a low fee. um, My super regiment by a certain deadline, they'd missed that deadline. There were 15,000 occurrences. That technically was a breach and they could have had penalties applied, but they worked with the regulator to sort that out. So that all was out in the open yesterday too.
0: Melbourne used to be the world's most livable city, as voted by The Economist magazine, but its title has been lost to who? Drumroll.
1: Yeah, Vienna. So (laughs) that's right. The city uh, has been vying with Melbourne for quite some time for the title, and what's tipped them over the line this time is that there's been a downgrading of Western Europe's territory uh, threat level, uh, but also Vienna has seen their crime rate fall. And, of course, if you're following news very carefully, you'll know that there's a whole thing happening at the moment about Melbourne and crime uh, that will no doubt be seized upon by people heading
0: into elections um, uh, at the moment. Yeah, I'll just jump in there. The cities are ranked on infrastructure, stability, education, Healthcare and culture and environment. So Melbourne still retained the second spot. Sydney came in fifth. Which cities filled positions three and four, Claire? Osaka in Japan, third,
1: and Calgary in Canada, fourth.
0: Oh, there you go. Rightio. Haven't been to either of those places. No, I'm neither. Claire, you know the old saying when you've got to go, you now can. Open air u- urinals Ugh. have been installed in Paris. <laughs> it just sounds like the worst. Um, what,
1: what people are saying, there's, of course, residents who live near these things are outraged. Um, they're meant to be quite eco-friendly. So blokes who just can't wait for whatever reason to get to the bathroom, like every other human being on the planet has to, uh, are peeing in the streets. And, yeah, so they've put in these open air urinals. So you can just sort of sidle on up to them and, standing in the middle of the
0: street just you know Mm -hmm. do what you need to do just there you go
1: horrendous
0: there's a talking point for people today Uh, and whilst we're on it, our three minute squeeze this week is with Margot Spalding, who is not only the founder of furniture store Jimmy Possum, she's the first squeezer to reveal she occasionally has a squeeze on the loo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, but she gets to the loo, so that's good. She get, yeah,
0: she's an incredible <laughs> lady, and it's one of our best three minute squeeze reads, I reckon. Um, I cannot encourage listeners more to, re- to have a read of that. A, a really special person she is, isn't she, Claire?
1: Yeah, it was a real delight.
0: She's very funny. Uh, Bendigo based, and she also now has her own fashion label, Mimi the Label. What's the subject line today? The subject line
1: today is the Barbara Streisand song "People, People Who Need People," which um, clearly the CEO of Host Plus Superannuation Fund doesn't. He's not really into entertaining, so I thought that was appropriate this morning.
0: Ah, uh, despite spending a quarter of a million dollars on entertainment. He's not very social. He's a person who doesn't need people. Right. He doesn't like entertaining. I note the sarcasm in your voice. Very reluctantly, he yep. says. Gotcha. Doesn't like doing it. <laughs> open the email every day this week and we've got $100 for someone to spend at Country Row. Don't just open it. Have a read. There's plenty more news covered in there. Thank you so much for listening to the Squiz Today podcast and we will chat to you tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super.